0: Hello, and welcome to the Story Wagon Podcast, where we talk about life, story, and spiritual health. I am your host, Chaplain Jose Martinez, and you can learn more about this podcast at our website, storywagon.org. You can also show us your support on our Patreon page, so that we can continue to host this podcast and create resources that help our communities develop good spiritual health. Welcome. Welcome. Well, welcome back everybody. This is another episode of Story Wagon. I am your host, Chaplain Jose Martinez, and today I have a guest with me. Her name is Stacey Callahan, um, and she has a particular practice mm-hmm. that she focuses on, and it is the practice of gratitude. So today we're going to be talking about the practice of gratitude and spiritual health. So Stacy, welcome.
1: Hi, Jose. Nice to be here.
0: Well, thank you for coming on to the podcast. So um, one of the questions that I want to start off with is, um, can you talk about uh, yourself and how you got into the practice of gratitude?
1: Yeah, so Jose, I, um, I've been in uh, a role in corporate America for the last 22 years. I'm the mother of a 17-year-old, 16-year-old, 13-year-old, married my high school sweetheart. And I think for as long as I can remember, I I felt like I was put on earth to do something other than corporate work. And so I am now going back to school to get a master's in science and school counseling and hope to get my licensed, uh, hopefully to get my LPC so I can practice on my own and, and re-career. And I think as part of this journey, um, I've had to really... Um, you know, peel back the onion and really understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling. Because, you know, in many cases, when you work in corporate America, you ought to be very grateful for the money you're making. But what I wasn't grateful for is, um, you know, the lack of soul. I I just didn't feel like I was getting out of it what I want to get out of work every day. And so I think over the last decade, practicing gratitude every day has given me just a, a sense of wholeness. That was really important to me. You know, all of us need to feed our families and find joy in the work that we do. And, and gratitude has helped me to do that. And also helped me make a decision to pivot, which, which, which was important when I decided to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, this idea of gratitude, what, is, what does gratitude mean to you?
1: Yeah, you know, when I explain gratitude to myself in the mirror or to kids or parents, for that matter, I think I, I, there's three things that I think of. It's, it's being thankful it's showing appreciation and it's returning kindness. So, you know, gratitude's a fancy multi-syllable word. So I like to break that down into those, those three things because sometimes, you know, we're maybe not able to feel or be thankful, but we're maybe able to show appreciation to someone else. Right. And so, and, and sometimes returning kindness is all we can do. It's all we have energy for at the end of the day. And so I think it can, it can come to to light in in many ways but those are the three ways i describe it
0: okay okay yeah so the practice of gratitude is very um you know has deep uh roots in all kinds of different religions you know uh, christianity judaism um, islam buddhism you know there's this practice of showing gratitude uh you, you talked about your experience in the corporate world. What what brought along this idea of gratitude for you in the spiritual sense? Have you have you had like any experience in that?
1: You know, no, I you know, years ago, Jose, I'll be honest, I, I felt like Jesus was talking to me um and sort of letting me know that there was more more to life than what I was doing, and that I only had one rad life to live, and I needed to be more courageous career- And I think ever since that moment, I have felt, you know, maybe, um, a responsibility. Um, and I don't want to say like to make Jesus proud because I'm not sure I I feel that I just feel like if, if indeed Jesus is living inside of my heart, which I, I believe He is, and, 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 showing me the way that I need to be able to act more courageously as a result. And to do that, I needed to find some inner peace. And, and I think, you know, gratitude scientifically from a neuroscience perspective, it it's scientifically has a positive impact on our life, right? It, it, it doesn't matter where you are. It allows you to do things and it gives you courage that you might not have otherwise. And mm-hmm. so I think ever since that moment, I, I did feel... I, I felt a moral obligation to myself to live more courageously and, and gratitude has helped me to do that. Mm-hmm. Does that make
0: sense? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, what, what I tell a lot of people, you know, being a chaplain, when we say the spiritual dimension, we're talking about that area where we're talking about moral values and core beliefs. And, you know, you were saying that you have this moral obligation. That's, that's a spiritual act, what you're doing. Uh, and, and gratitude in itself is a is a spiritual discipline. So uh, that's very awesome to to hear that. And and so you're you're coming from it from a from a Christian base, but also you have this science understanding behind the science of gratitude and what it does neurologically on your on a person. Yeah. So uh, so how does that like when you're mixing all that together? How did that come about with the with the curriculum that you come up with?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it was the, the convergence of, well, a lot of magic in my opinion. You know, I have a corporate background, so it's, it's fairly easy for me to assemble content. I'm getting a master's degree in counseling, so I'm learning all of these amazing things about neuroscience. And I've got a little art business on the side called Blue Radish, and I love to draw. And so, you know, those convergence of interests, I think, really allowed me to put together a fun curriculum that was agnostic because as, as many of you guys know, in the public school setting, you know, talking about Jesus and spirituality isn't something that I can do. But I, I feel like um, the, the curriculum that I put together meets people where they are. Right. So if you're a Christian, um, if you're a, a faithful person, this will meet you where you are. And if and if you're an atheist, this will meet you where you are because it's brain science. Mm-hmm. And so you can you can attribute brain science or be grateful to Jesus for brain science, or you can be grateful to neurons, but if if you're grateful and you learn how to practice that every day, your life will be better, and so what I find about gratitude is that it's um, it's not a divisive topic, you know, it's not one that anybody ever refutes as like, geez, Stacey, where'd you get that from? You know, that that's, <laughs> you know it's, it's not something that's easy to refute. Right. I think most people feel that, you know, if you list the people in your life that are very grateful, uh, they're they're probably super happy people and, and most people can come up with a list of people who live a life full of gratitude and then usually make the connection. Hey, those people are happier than the rest, potentially. Mm. And and that's a happy accident, right? There's some there's some neuroscience there. And maybe some health basis, no doubt.
0: Right. Well and, and then also it seems like it crosses disciplines when you're looking at this, you know, we're talking about the spiritual dimension, but I see a lot of mental health dimension in this and emotional health, you know, if you're mm-hmm. a happier person, then you're able to make those social connections better. So social health and emotional health, making strong connections with other people, uh, the mental health part, you know, being able to have good endorphins in your brain, uh, flowing through your body, keeping from despair, which is a, a big uh, spiritual issue or depression, which is the mental health depression, uh, uh, dimension, uh, you know, so it just seems like it just crossed cross-pollinates everywhere uh the thing i have is like can can you give like an example of you know in your curriculum um when you're teaching the kids uh about this separation or not necessarily separation but this integration of of you know spiritual and brain science you know Uh, can you give like a specific example of that
1: yeah so when i explain the benefits of gratitude this exactly answered your question Day, so stop me if it doesn't. But, and keep in mind, I can't talk about a spiritual component given the audience, but there's three primary benefits of gratitude. The first is psychological, um, the second is physical, and the third is social. And if, you know, as an artistic-minded person, I'd wrap the spiritual component around all three of those, mm-hmm. right? Our spiritual touches our psychological life, life and our social life. And so I think the spiritual benefits are are pretty obvious. Um, When I when I talk to the kids about psychological benefits, that's a really long multiple syllable word. But that's just, you know, that's the power of positive emotions and thoughts. It's being more awake and aware. And it's increased satisfaction and mood. Like, I'm not sure who wouldn't want those psychological benefits. And I know for me being a spiritual person, you know, my conversations with Jesus through the day and my belief that there is a higher power and I've been put on this unique trail in this world, you know, really contribute to that psychological piece. Um, the physical piece is, you know, quite easy to, I think, explain to people of all ages, and that is, you know, stronger immunity, less aches and pains, better blood pressure, better cardiac functioning, better sleep. Sign me up, right? Sign any of us up for those, especially teenagers who I think are under an incredible amount of stress. And then the social piece, I do believe in this world of the internet and all these social emotional issues that are arising because of the internet. This is the piece that probably hits kids closest to home. And that is just the ability to better communicate, have more empathy, maintain stronger relationships and be a better team player. And I think, you know, when kids are spending so much time in front of a computer screen, this social emotional piece is... I think you know one of the biggest pieces and then I you know, and then I walk kids through okay what does that look like how do I practice gratitude Stacy I you know I'm following you but how do I do it and then I gave kids like some really simple examples Jose because you know a lot of this is is new content for kids um, in some cases the word gratitude you know might not be something that they've ever said out loud mm.
0: Wow that's that's amazing y- you know uh, in the military military chaplaincy we we preach this four-dimensional health model of the mental uh the emotional social and the physical and then the last component is spiritual kind of like we do the same thing you know we have this spiritual element through it through it out even though we might not see it right out loud (laughs) but people understand and the reason why we we kind of focus on this because it helps develop resiliency you know uh for those hard times and so you know, when you're practicing gratitude, it's helping you develop that resiliency that you'll need whenever things get tough and hard. So, for instance, we're all experiencing this collective trauma called COVID nineteen, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, I'm interested in your perspective on you know how how your your perception of gratitude and your you teaching the kids these these ideas of gratitude. How do you think it's helping them through that resiliency? Uh, through such a time as COVID-19?
1: Yeah, you know, I think what it's done, Jose, is gratitude is one of many things that we can control in our lives. And if there's one thing we can't control right now, it's being in a pandemic, right? It's not something that targeted you or I, it didn't arrive at our front desk on a pack, you know, in a package saying, hey, Stacy and Chris and your kids were here to, to I don't want to say create a lot of pause in your life, but a a whole lot of disruption, right? It's impacted all of us, something we can't control. And where I think gratitude has met people um, where they are in a pandemic is is that it is something we can control. You know, unlike maybe my ability to manage my migraines or someone's ability to manage their, um, you know, health issues, you know, everyone can practice gratitude. It doesn't matter if you are specially abled, um, able-bodied. It doesn't matter what your IQ is, your level of education, your personal situation. You can practice gratitude every day. It's something we all can control. And I don't know about you, Jose. I, I think there's just an insatiable appetite for people understanding that, whoa, 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 I can control something. So if I can control it, why don't I control it? Mm. Whereas there's so many things that you can't control. And I think most of us are, are wired to focus. It's just more fun, frankly, to, to focus on other people's behavior and the things that we can't control. And looking in the mirror every day is usually pretty humbling. And, and, and gratitude's humbling because, again, it's something that we own. Mm. We, we can do better work every day in this space if we want to.
0: Yeah. You, you've already kind of spoke to it a little bit, but is there an example of a of a particular practice that you help children through in order to practice this gratitude? Like, it, or, is there like steps to it or, you know?
1: Uh- yeah. Good question. I came up with 10, Jose, and I'll, I'll touch on two of my favorites um, because I think it appeals to anybody with a smartphone. And I try to, again, picture myself as a, as a cynical um you know, maybe even depressed teenager, because I think it'd be hard to be a teenager in this environment when so much has been taken away. However, most of them have a smartphone. It doesn't matter what your family situation is. A lot of these kids have smartphones. And some some things that I have done to help myself, and I'm 43 so far from a teenager, is to um, reach out to the people that I enjoy most in this world to, via text message. Uh, Every single week. So creating um, a group that helps me connect with my college girlfriends, um, creating a group that helps me connect with my sisters and my mom, create a group that helps me connect with some work friends that have moved all around the country and world. And every Sunday, it's not an accident that it's a Sunday because I think it's a nice spiritual practice for me to do on the Sabbath. And that is reach out and share um, things you're grateful for. Right. Just in one, two, three. Right. It could be a picture. Um, it could be words. But, you know, it forces a huge audience to share with you um, what they're grateful for and for you to share with them what you're grateful for. And I think it, it, it just creates tidal waves, I think, in people's lives to look at their phones, uh, you know, which ordinarily serve up, you know, less than interesting information and sometimes sad. News and and see just a string of things people are grateful for in their lives. Um, that's the first example, and the second one is just using the camera on your phone to document the details of your life. Um, I think God is in the small details of our life; He course, shows up yeah. smallest details, and I think capturing those with these fancy cameras and our smartphones um, to be able to go through and look at how wonderful and beautiful your life is on a bad day is, is I think it's, it's medicine for the soul. So those are two, two cheesy, but easy examples.
0: Jose. <laughs> cheesy, but easy. We like cheesy, <laughs> but easy. <laughs> one of the, one of the, the disciplines that I, I try to tell people if they're like looking for things for gratitude is uh, you know, there's, there's this, practice of journaling, right? And so as they're writing out what's what's going on with them internally or how their day went and everything else like that, I I asked them to put down uh today I am grateful for and then just maybe a word, maybe a sentence, you know, that sort of thing and that kind of helps bring the forefront of what they're grateful for, you know. Um that's one of the easy cheesy things that I do. <laughs>
1: it is no there's there's some really easy you know i always think one of one of the things on my list is also just daily moments of silence um and finding sacred places to have that silence and you know for those of us that are spiritual maybe that has a spiritual prayer component where you're having a conversation with jesus or a higher power and if you're not sitting in silence is magic mm. for anyone in this world and i think that again that's free and easy um there's sacred spaces everywhere right even in this covid environment you can create a sacred space anywhere and i think finding those places where you can find some inner peace and practice gratitude um or something else right um take a nap <laughs> yeah. um you know those are things that we can control right now
0: right yeah and uh you know i don't know if you heard our podcast last month but we talked to a, a young lady by the name of nika cotton and you know, to kind of help us into those quiet moments. You know, having a good cup of tea, alongside you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's a great. And there's, there's wonderful. I mean, the flavor of tea. Gosh, that could keep you entertained for a lifetime.
0: Right. Right. And and you said that you you're an artist. So does um, and and you've kind of mentioned how your art kind of helps you form like the connections between. Uh, different aspects, different dimensions, like the physical, the emotional, and the social. Um, Do you do anything with the art in practice of gratitude? You know, having people draw or sculpt?
1: Yeah, I just draw. What I do is I try to, my my sacred space is a little oak desk. Um, I call it my little writing desk. And I try to have, and I I suggest this to a lot of people, I, I try to have a lot of books and interesting content to consume every day. And for me, um, I'm a cradle Catholic and I always like to read daily mass Mm. and you know, specifically the Psalms for me always have incredible words that just, they sort of lift themselves off the page for me. And then I always create a story around those words, a poem, Um, recently the word reservation was used and, you know, the idea of living without reservation. So I did all this research on what does the word reservation mean? I mean, I think of like making dinner reservations, right? I don't think about living life without reservation, but it was a word that I read in daily mass. And then I usually have some fun drawing, um, and sharing those, uh, with my Instagram and Facebook communities. And frankly, Jose, that's where it ends. I don't sell much but i like to i like to share a lot i feel like sharing is caring mm-hmm. and words are my they're my comfort and and i think they're the comfort for many others not just my words but i think words matter today and maybe they matter more than they used to but it's again it's something that i can do every day i can share it with others usually there's a spiritual component for me people that know me well know where i get my inspiration from and people who don't know me don't need to care Right, because it's um, you know, if you don't believe in Jesus or you do, I, I don't think my work would be offensive one way or another. But um, I I spend a significant time of you know, a significant time every day reading and drawing. Mm. Right? Yeah.
0: Oh, wow, that's great. I wish I could draw.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. You should look at my drawings, Jose. You could probably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So. Um, so. Have you started, uh, you know, teaching your curriculum to, to different uh, kids or how, how big is your, your program right now?
1: Well, it's small. So I've taught it to about 60 kids. I am now partnering with Scraps KC. If any of you listening have not been to Scraps KC, it's right off Southwest Boulevard in Kansas City and it's a creative reuse center. And Jose, you know, it's, it's really interesting how the tide works, but there is kind of an insatiable demand right now for um, good content for teenagers. You know, I, I, I have three teenagers and our kids are lucky enough to be involved in, you know, a church community and in a sports community. But if you're not a child with those tentacles right now, you're, you feel lost. You know, any, any kids that are into the arts or music or culture or aren't athletic, not signed up for sports teams. Um, You know, I think there's a vacuum in people's lives right now because of the pandemic. And so we're developing uh, a lot of content um, around the things that we can control in our lives, the foods that we put in our body, uh, the movement, how we use our time, uh, maintaining a positive mindset, you know, how we use language, both you know, body language and the words that we use? How do we seek truth in our lives? And, you know, those are the topics that, you know, any teenager, you know, we're finding is struggling with, but there's not content out there, mm-hmm. you know, um, because outside of a school counseling curriculum at a school, and by the way, as, as you might know, school counselors are so overwhelmed with their caseloads that they're not able to develop a lot of um, really cool content that they probably would love to develop because they're busy fighting fires for kids. So, We're developing content, we're partnering with community partners. Uh, So if we talk about physical exercise as an example, Jose, I wouldn't be the expert right on that. Um, So we're trying to bring in some really great subject matter experts to keep this curriculum um, dynamic and certainly able to be given in person uh, or also online.
0: Okay, so if if somebody wants to kind of sign up for it, would they just go to (laughs) scrapskc.org?
1: Well, it's not developed yet, but yes. Okay. Yes, they, they would contact them and that you are interested because this content will be available in the months to come.
0: Excellent, excellent. And let's say if somebody says, okay, well, we can't get to Scraps. Uh, what's another good way to, to reach you?
1: Well, you know what? I'll just give you my information. Is that okay? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, so I, my little company is called Blue Radish. It's the color blue and then radish with two d's so r-a-d-d-i-s-h long story about that name but you can at blue radish girl at gmail.com or blueradish.com. you can follow me on social media from there but i am really happy to consult with groups meet with people Uh, like i said i'm getting my master's degree i need practice in this space i need to be able to connect with people of um of all ages in all of life's predicaments and transitions and i'd be happy to engage in any kind of conversation on the topic
0: wow that's excellent and um let's see so they can find all your information at blueradish.com
1: yeah you got it
0: all right well we'll make sure that our listeners have that link uh connected to this podcast well um stacy it's been really good uh to talk with you um is there is there anything that, uh, I guess my last question about this whole curriculum, you know, we were talking about people in different predicaments and, you know, today uh, the, the whole race issue is coming up. You know, do you see any kind of um, uh, chasm or uh, disparity when it comes to the practice of gratitude and you know, different communities of color or, you know, people who might be in immigration status or people who are refugees, you know, that sort of thing. Have you encountered any of that in in your
1: work? You know, in your work? The, the only thing that I've encountered, and some of this could be supported by research, some of it's maybe just, well, a lot of it's supported by research. I'm not an academia at heart. Um, but what I will tell you is I think people, Jose, that have had a harder life with fewer material possessions, um, I think they practice gratitude easier. And I say that just because they haven't been afforded the luxury of focusing on material things, the acquisition of stuff, the model of your vehicle, the model of your Uh, leggings, the model, the brand of your leggings, the latest Nike shoes, I think the more privilege we have in our life, the harder it is to step back and be grateful for what we do have, Mm -hmm. because we're so programmed to want more. Mm -hmm. You know, more becomes a bit of a religion for some people. And I have found that those people who haven't had the luxury of privilege, we um, were born a little more grateful and groomed to be a little more grateful for the simpler things in their life. The fact that they have a warm meal. Mm. The fact that they have clothes that fit. They have pants that are as long as they need to be. They have shoes that fit them right. And I have found that there's definitely um, a difference when you work with different socioeconomic groups. I-, I think everybody can learn how to practice it. I think uh, gratitude comes a little more naturally though um, to those that haven't had so much given to them.
0: Mm. Wow. Yeah, very powerful. Well, Stacy, again, thank you for coming to our podcast. I know this seems really quick, but that's what happens when you're having fun. Um Yeah. But we'll make sure that all our listeners please go to uh, Com or uh, scrapskc.org uh to have more information about this uh wonderful curriculum that that Stacy's developed uh mm-hmm. to help our not only our teenagers, but, you know, in general, anybody uh, to have the practice of gratitude. Um, so, Stacy, again, thank you very much for ha- uh, being on here.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jose, for looking me up. Appreciate it.
0: And on that note, we'll call that a wrap for this episode of StoryWagon. I want to thank you, the listener, for supporting us and listening to this episode. And if you want, please follow us on any social media platform and type in StoryWagon. You can also visit us at a website, storywagon.org. And so, with that, this is Chaplain Jose Martinez wishing you good spiritual health.